and welcome back to Mortals and Portals, a Pathfinder real play podcast. I'm your host and GM, Zach, and joining me at the table is... Adam, and I play Jules, an Azur Ketty Bard. <laughs> I'm Joel, and I play Dex, a Kobold Rogue. Ryan, I play Tough, an Automaton Inventor. I'm still not I'm still not used to him saying Ryu, or not saying Ryu, you know? Same. I'm Taren, I play Waltz, a human champion. I can, kill, I can kill his new character if you want. <laughs> Yeah, let's go back to read. <laughs> Do it right now. Do it right yeah. now. Well, last time on Mortals and Portals, the party was finally all together. I mean, this version of the party was all together. And you guys recapped events. I mean, yeah, just tried to give each other the rundown on the important stuff. Got in arguments. We found out that Dunadast is Tuff's dad. And freaking Dax killed Tuff's mm-hmm. Dad, but he can't tell him why he killed his dad because he doesn't know tough like that right now. He doesn't. He doesn't. They're just not on that like kind of like you. You know when you need to be friends with someone before you tell them you killed their dad. You know, right? You know, you know when you do thing? that group project and you can't tell the other person in the group that you killed their dad. Yeah, you know that whole like at thing? least not in, not until you present. You know, right, yeah. yeah, until after you're graded. So right now, after Joel's you do the peer reviews, draw from that part of his past so we can role play sure. that through yep. Dax. Right. Classic elementary school situation <laughs> yeah <okay>. yeah <laughs> and then uh you know tough was sharing that he has this big old supply drop basically from this organization that he's working for um he's also here to get the arcanor and they told him the arcanor is destroyed and like i mean it's just it's so much stuff and then they went to go try and find this uh care package to get some stuff maybe be able to fight sindor and then it was empty and then it turns out that um some people from karos led by ira and some of the soldiers-esque that Ryu trained had already found the supply drop, took everything out of it, and were waiting to see <laughs> if it was Drake Knights. Um, but then Don't he found out it was up. them, and they said, hey, let's not talk now. Come with us. We have a bit of a hideout, and you guys can get some rest. We can get healed up. We can give you what was in the supply drop. So you guys did, and guess where they took you guys? They took you to Digsby's Orchard. Ba-ba-da-ba. The best place. Yeah, the best place that they are guarding they have scouts walking around they said don't worry about it just get some sleep it's been 500 episodes since (laughs) you guys have been able to sleep just shut up and go to bed so yeah i'll be honest i haven't even uh rested yet because i don't know if i trust you yeah you don't believe it you tell me it's the next day (laughs) yeah roll initiative um, you wake yeah. up. Do I? Hey, you know, you met up with some Karos people. Uh, sure. Toriel healed you guys. You guys, we did a, a quick, like, you guys recap everything so we don't have to roleplay every single aspect of conversing on everything. And, uh, yeah, that's where we ended our session. But that's not where we're going to start our session because you guys did get asleep, okay? Like, believe me. So we're going to start with towards the morning. But let's back up one second. All right. Because, Dax, you find yourself on Dracus. In the dead of night, as you always do, evading the sunlight that you know could incinerate you in moments, ever on the move, migrating with the rotation of the planet under the shelter of night, and you've been scouting ahead with a group of kobolds you have met during this trip around the planet, and you were sent ahead to find a ideal route through the mountains ahead. Few other cobalt split off to do the same, and you're supposed to report back with what you found. On your way back, navigating the streams of lava that flow down the mountain Eveth, you stop for a moment, not far from your camp, because in a rare moment on Dracus, you feel you've observed something truly beautiful as you look upon pools of lava, flakes of fire dancing upwards as they meet a peculiar glow, something that often illuminates the darkness of Dracus, a mixture of radiation, magic, acidic pools. It's hard to say at times, but you're just observing a concoction of color that is swirling about the the reds, yellows, oranges of the lava mixed with a bright blue that hovers in the air. And as you stare at this beauty, you're reminded of the world beyond, the other places that you've heard of in Keldora, places that you would love to go to. Beautiful oceans of Aquaria, the many seasons of Mortifar, the sprawling forests of Lorthal, and you just sort of enjoy this 
sliver of beauty on Dracus and, and something comes over you, something that doesn't often fill your mind, but you want to share this moment with someone. And you start to run down the mountain and stop and look upon where you know your camp to be and see that all of your fellow kobolds have already left, even taking the gear that you left behind as well. No doubt they have already found a path and didn't even consider waiting for you. Something very common on the hostile world of Dracus. And you're filled with sadness, another thing you don't often take the time to feel. And you just sit there wondering if you'll ever get off this planet, if you'll ever be able to share anything with anyone. As you sit there thinking this, you hear the crunch of an apple, and you turn over your shoulder. Dax, uh, uh, have a look at this. Uh, It's beautiful. And you see Digsby tilting his straw cap back so that he can look upon this magnificent concoction of light more clearly. He hikes up his overalls. Uh, Come quick. Digsby? Yes, Dax, Steve, Digsby, whatever. I can't remember. Just come on. Uh, Dax will just kind of scratch at his head a little bit and head up beside Digsby. Isn't it beautiful? Well, it's not my orchard, but... (laughs) No. It has its perks. Oh, Dax, uh, you look terrible, by the way. Uh, Have an apple. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this. Thanks, bud. And Dax will take the apple and take a big bite. He puts his hand on your shoulder. Oh, Dax. And he leans in. That'll be one silver, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. A smirk will come over Dax and he'll pat his chest, pat its pockets and you know, Dixby, I I think I might actually have one for you this time. What? I don't believe you. You better better not be pulled a fast one on old Dixby. That's my trick. After searching around for a little bit, Dax will Dax will find a silver and put it in his hand and reach his hand out for for a handshake. He goes to shake your hand and feels the silver and looks at it. Why, I must be dreaming. You've actually paid. But you still have your tab, Dax, don't forget. Especially with all the apples Waltz ate. Yeah, that guy sure knows how to put them away, huh? He he binged them. I I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. (laughs) Unreal. Truly. And he looks over at the fields of lava and says stuff like this that makes me realize there's something to fight for a reason to keep going Dax. That's a good way of looking at it I agree. And a familiar smell drifts across your nose smell of coffee and you turn around and see Dunadast sipping from his mug oh, I would have come to Dracus sooner had I known it had such beauty Dax will whip his head around Dunadast you look like you've seen a ghost, Dax. I... Dax, would you like some coffee? I brought enough for each of you. And he turns around and just surprisingly there seems to be a table there. Something that makes little sense. Sure. And he hands out a mug. Digsby goes, Usually they don't let me have coffee. Something about I'm, I'm too much already, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> With a slight chuckle at that, Dax will take the cup of coffee and firstly take a big sniff of it because I think the the scent of the coffee means more to him than the taste. He didn't particularly like the taste of coffee when he when he drank it back in Karos the first time. So he much like when when I was a kid and you know I would smell my parents making coffee and take a sip it was always gross kind of the same deal. Um, <laughs> so he just he just relishes this moment and holds the hot cup of coffee in his hands and kind of just basks in the smell of it. He looks at you with a smile and just puts his hand on your shoulder and Digsby puts his on yours as well. And then you hear, I could use a refill. And you whip your head around and see Ryu eyeing the coffee. Oh no, cut cut him off. Last time he was farting and everything. (laughs) I'll cut you off and I go to draw my sword. Oh my god, Ryu. It's so good to see you. Dax, it's been a while, hasn't it? It has. I'm sure we have much to catch up on. 
Unfortunately, it seems there's a lot you guys have missed. We don't need to talk about any of that right now. Let's just enjoy this moment together. Then I'll need that refill. Yeah, you can have mine. I don't think I need it. I can't find it. Oh, yes, that's right. He's blind. That's so... That's ridiculous. Uh, uh, here. And he reaches it out very gently and places it in your hand, and you feel a little halfling hand on your hand trying to give you the handle. Mm, I take the coffee mug. A smile comes over Dax, and he feels comfort like he hasn't felt in a long time. Just surrounded by people who he's cared about and has grown to know and love over his short amount of time in Nisserine. And Dax, as you're feeling that, just looking at the three of them, smiling, interacting, being their old selves, you see the light that was resonating from the lava pools and the blue light dancing above it start to fade as they grow dark in your vision. And then their demeanors change as they grow silent and look towards the horizon and you follow their gaze and see the sky growing an ominous green a faint glow and it's starting to form the silhouettes of a familiar foe as you hear I will crush you and everything you represent and you can tell it is Sindor filling the sky oh no Dax it's the it's the druid man He's come for my knowledge. And you look back at your friends as they start to fade away into green ember-like dust that drifts away in the wind. No, 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 no. You feel a powerful gust blowing at you as you look back to the horizon as a menacing Sindor fills the sky, stepping over the mountain of Eveth coming towards you and you look back at him filled with rage reaching your hand out yelling in rage and you thrust your hands out and see the lava pool almost dancing around you as fire shoots out of your hand and you snap awake realizing you are still in the cellar as you have just thrust your hand out casting fire at an empty bed in front of you that is now on fire. Waltz, Jules, you shoot awake to see fire filling the center of this cellar. What happened? Fire! Fire! Oh, gosh, where did that come from? Oh, God. Dax, you scramble forward. You don't even know what to do. You're just panicking. You, You don't know how this fire got here, but you feel like it came from you in some way, and you just instinctively reach out your hand and... Waltz and Jules, you see Dax's veins starting to glow blue as he shoots his hand out in a ray of frost, fires outward, and overcomes the fire, casing the bed in ice. Dax, I, uh, I don't know you could make fire in uh, ice. Oh, yes. How, how did you do that? Dax is just staring at his hands, turning them over, also not really sure how he did that. I don't, I don't know. I was, I was having a dream. And then I woke up and there was fire. I I don't know. Did, did I cause that? I can't say. I was sleeping. I woke up to the fire. Is everyone okay? Dax, you look down at your other hand and realize your veins are glowing a faint orange on that arm. What is going on? Do we do we notice that or can I do a perception check to see if I notice that as no, well? No, you definitely notice that. It's very strange and is actually giving off some trace of light. Dax, your arms... Why are they glowing like that? Jules, I don't know. I, the only other time I saw this happen was when the Arcanor exploded back at Forgoth's lair. Fascinating. I wish Dunadast were here. He'd probably know what's happening. Dax, uh, see if you can do that again. Yes, shoot tough. <laughs> As you say that, you realize it was Tuff's bed that was caught on fire and he oh, was not in shoot. it. Shoot. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wasn't that Tuff's bed? Oh, uh, yeah. Where's Tuff at? Yeah, where did he run off to? Tuff? No response. You guys see Dax isn't very animated, I guess. He just kind of has a more or less blank look on his face. I mean, he's still thinking. He's he's thinking heavily about this dream or nightmare, I guess, that he just had. Jules will walk up to him and place a hand on his his shoulder and kind of Lean down to look him in the eye. 
Dax, are you all right? Uh, yeah, I think I'll be fine. Bad dream is all. All right. Well, I suppose I should see what Tuff ran off to. Yeah, Waltz is just, you know, feels bad because they're offering hospitality here for us. And so he wants to <laughs> clean this mess up because <laughs> one of Waltz's friends just burned and then frosted or froze <laughs> the one of the beds they have to let us use. So uh, you guys <laughs> he feels kind of bad. You can trash the place. It's all right. That could have had a person in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're like Ozzy Osbourne. Just do whatever we want. Waltz is going to just pick up debris of like the shattered wood and burnt and frozen pieces and start taking them, I'm assuming upstairs to see what they want to do with all this trash or where to, uh, where to take it all. Sure. <laughs> you guys see Waltz picking up a half frozen bed. <laughs> what else remains of it? Sorry, Waltz. Uh, thanks for getting that. No, uh, that's all right, buddy. I just, uh, I don't want anybody to get hurt. You could, uh, Get a splinter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, which reminds me, you guys are level four. Wow. Yes. I forgot to say it again. I was going to say it like two episodes ago. But you guys did it. You're level four. Oh. Our biggest accomplishment yet, remembering to announce. Look at us. Yeah, Look at we're me, so mad at that. Like, level they know four. they're level that four, but I forget that. Never thought so, someone would reach this. See, Dad, you always said I was never going to be level four, and here I am. Look at me now. <laughs> we were at Except like one Dax, XP, Dax so... Level four. <laughs> Dax destroying the the bed got us to level four. <laughs> right. That was the one XP I needed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you guys heading up? Yes. Yeah. I'll start looking for tough. All right. You guys are walking through the cellar. You see a few citizens of Karos, maybe, but no one you really know per se. They're just sort of tending to the cellar, you know, moving supplies around, things like that. They give you a nod, like a very respectful look as you guys walk past. Go up the stairs, exit the cellar. You all roll me a perception check. Ooh, 26. Nine. 27. Waltz is just kind of like fumbling with the pieces of chair as he's going up the stairs. Trying to, it's just like oh, an awkward amount of pieces. supplies to kind of put all in your arms at once. <laughs> Dax, Jules, right as you guys step up, you just smell... The fresh morning air, you hear the chirping of birds. You're just overlooking this beautiful orchard. Trees in perfect rows, apples adorning their branches. Sort of this carved out orchard amidst the rocky terrain, perfectly flat. And as you're just enjoying these sights and feeling this odd sense of peace in a time that you know is anything but you catch the familiar aroma of coffee drifting out the window of the cabin behind you. Dax's stomach will sink a little bit. Jules will take a deep breath in and smile and walk up to one of the trees and grab an apple. That'll be one silver, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that'll be one silver. <laughs> ah, it takes me. Turn around, toss it in my hand, look at Dax and smile. I miss him. Now I'll take a bite. It's delicious the best. Waltz, I'm sure you can put those down there. Oh yeah, I just uh, keep dropping a couple pieces, but uh, yeah, and uh, Waltz will start to, you know, maybe find a spot outside that looks like he could stow all this debris at. Yeah, you see Waltz looking like he's trying to find a good spot for it, and just kind of like looking side to side and realizing it's just really not worth it. He just kind of sets them all down in one random spot. (laughs) We'll sort this mess out after breakfast. Waltz is trying to do that youth group, carry as many chairs as possible, get noticed. Trying to impress them. <laughs> yeah. I'll throw I'll throw the apple at Waltz. Like, to- I'll, let me rephrase that. I'll toss the apple at Waltz. Waltz, you catch the apple because you're not Ryu. In episode well, let me, let me do an athletics check. He's going to do like a backflip one-handed. 28. Kick. 28. I catch that <laughs> yeah, right as he's putting the chairs down, you like toss it trying to catch him off guard, and he just like snags it before he even turns around in his left hand, and you know he's right handed. Wow. Wow. Waltz will look up and maybe finally take a, a deep breath, literally of fresh air, look at the scenery, and I think you would see everything in his body just kind of relax. His shoulders relax, his eyes kind of light up, and just kind of bask in the view and the smells, and then he'll lift the apple up and take a bite. You gonna eat three of them? <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> not yet. Let me just let me just savor this one. You know, 
Okay. It's not about how many apples would you, like you eat. Yeah, I guess I guess that would absolutely play in his mind. He'll smirk at that and the memory of Digsby, um, and just savor the one he has for now. I just picture like all three of you just like happily chewing an apple, just kind of staring at each other, like yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> Jules will start walking to the cabin he smelled the coffee from, and without turning around, he'll say, "Dax, Walt, re, oof, this way, boys." Uh, Smells like they've got coffee on. Dax is going to look down at the base of, of one of the trees and find an apple that's that's fallen days ago, maybe a little shriveled up and, and wilting. He'll pick that one up and just kind of toss it in his hands a couple times and start following Jules with this with this sort of symbol of what's, what's going on in his brain right now. All right, as you guys approach the cabin, you also start to smell the aroma of bacon and eggs and you start to hear a lot of chatter going on inside the cabin and you crest the door a lot of familiar faces look at you you can peer into the kitchen and see poppy and kelwin from bumblebrooks cooking up some eggs and bacon you see toriel tending to a couple of the soldiers that ryu had trained looking at some wounds that seemed like they acquired them a few days ago just checking up on them and you scan some more, see a few more faces, people from Karos, maybe some people you don't know quite as well. And then you see Tuff standing by a long table with a lot of gear spread across it, talking to Ira. Hey, uh, maybe don't touch the piles I've already got set out. Okay, this is organized. Organized? What, what are you talking about? This It was organized when I showed it to you. If you call you dumping out the crate onto this table in some weird nonsensical way organized, yeah, that's absolutely what she did. No, I've got distinct piles here. See? Yeah, well, whatever. Do you even know what any of this is? <sighs> I don't have time to waste with you. Oh, you three. Finally up, huh? Apples for breakfast? Guess there are plenty of them. Morning, tough. Jules? How long have you been at it? Uh, let's see, I only really need a couple hours to reboot, so uh, I guess about six hours. Well, what's all this here? As you guys can see here, I've been hard at work going through everything in the crate here, and I've got things divided into a few separate piles. Uh, people here at Karos kind of told me about the fight that you guys had in town and got an idea of maybe some of your abilities, so these are the things that I saw seem to match each of you the best. Uh, if you think any differently, well, just keep that to yourself, I guess. <laughs> Ira just, like, rolls her eyes. I've only known this one for six hours, and it's already driving me crazy. And then she just walks off. <sighs> hey, shrimp, the adults are talking. <laughs> I'm li I'm actually taller than you. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, not in brain size. What? <sighs> I said your brain's short. <laughs> he grows on you, I promise. Dax, as she walks by you, she's like, it's a robot cat. Oh, just walks into the kitchen. Uh, anyway, Dax, Waltz, if you want to start taking a look at some of this stuff. Jules, if I could borrow you for a sec. Certainly. Uh, thanks, stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Don't mention it. Dax will head up to the table and look and see what see what's laid out. Waltz has got to be starving. So as soon as he walked in, he didn't hear or uh, <laughs> listen to really anything that Tuff was saying. And he's just staring at the bacon and eggs that's being cooked. And as he kind of out of his peripherals notices Ira walk by, he's going to walk up to her while not looking at her, still looking at the breakfast food and say, hey, yeah. Uh, Ira, sorry, but uh, apparently Dax can shoot ice and fire out of his hands, and we'd uh, destroy one of your beds. Uh, and he'll walk over towards the food. <laughs> well, where is it? Oh, I uh, brought most of it out front. I got it. Sorry, I got it. And I'll walk Guess over. I'll and... go get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll walk up and just Thanks. start eating the eggs and bacon or anything that's already cooked. Well, it's as you walk up, you realize she's beginning to cook over easy eggs, but we all know from your flashback that you like scrambled eggs. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Waltz, uh, Waltz will take note of it, but I think he's just so happy to have a meal like this that he'll take him anyway. I was waiting for you to stick your finger and swirl <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he'll be aware enough of like the kind act and how grateful he is. Uh, to have a meal like this after days of eating. I don't even know if we ate anything. Yeah, Kelly you know I mean? looks back and she goes, oh, it's you. Uh, 
Have you eaten anything since you had that like one Brussels sprout and one bite of your steak and then gave the rest to the other people in the tavern? You must be starving. Yeah, no, I uh, I don't think I have literally ever been hungrier than I am in this oh, moment oh, in my life we'll, right we'll now. We'll get some more eggs going. Uh, Poppy. And she goes, oh yeah, no problem. Uh, how do you like your eggs? Ah, uh, scrambled. Oh, oh yeah, no problem. I'll break the yolk. And Waltz will just think of that experience that he just had that he wished he could have just stayed in, which just kind of adds to how, you know, other than the fire, how great this morning uh, has been and how it's everything's starting to kind of feel normal, you know? I was always talking about the fire. Like I ruined the whole morning by blasting <laughs> fire out of my hands. <laughs> Sorry, Joel. All right, Waltz, as you're thinking of that, they just put a big old plate of a heap of eggs and a bunch of bacon and some potatoes. And of course, some apple slices. Mm. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, he'll take it over to that table, push some of the maybe piles together that uh, Tuff just got done explaining <laughs> and set his plate down and start eating. <laughs> With that, we'll uh, jump on over to Tuff, who just pulled Jules off to the side. Maybe just saw Walt <laughs> swipe his file. Uh, I'm going to pretend I didn't see that. Uh, so anyway, Jules, I wanted to talk to you about something. Yes, what is it? Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess I just wanted to say, you know, sorry for not telling you about Dunadast. Well, uh, I suppose it was a bit confusing why you didn't tell me in the first place. But I forgive you. I'm sure you had your reasons. Tuff is just kind of uncomfortably looking down at his feet. Yeah, I, I knew you would. But I wanted you to know that it's been a while since I felt like I've had a friend. And a while since I felt like I had someone I could trust, you know? I'll put both hands on his shoulders and say, yes, I, I know all too well. So anyway, before we get too sappy, I just, uh, well, I pulled this out from the crate. I think the organization intended for it to be for me, but I told those hacks that I could make something better anyway, so figured this might be best given to you. And I pull out a pistol and oh. and hand that to Jules. If you look at the grip, there's a little something engraved on there. And on the grip of the pistol, you see the words, Horizon Sun. <laughs> Man. That's, That's the cool. uh, That's awesome. That's the name of that song you were singing for your friend who who died, right? Yeah, tough. Uh, thank you. I'll take good care of it. You're welcome. After hearing about Dunadast, I feel like I understand a little bit more about what you were singing about. And even though I forgot what it was like to have a friend, maybe this can help you remember. Jules will stare at the pistol for a moment longer than he meant to and wipe the tear from his eye and look up at Tough. Thank you, friend. Uh, yeah, yeah, enough with the tears. You're going to dry yourself out, and I shove him a little bit. <laughs> Tough, I, I am sorry about your father. He was a good man. <sighs> a good man, huh? You know, I, I understand. I said he was my father, but his and my relationship is a little more complicated than that. How so? Well, you see, I, I came here with the inkling that Dunadass would be here, but I sort of had some mixed feelings about seeing him again. I told you he was the one that created me, and we spent a lot of time together when I was growing up. But one day he said he had to leave, and... Said he would come back, but never did. I don't know if it was to follow this endeavor of creating this Arcanor or what it was, but he abandoned me, Jules, and I don't think I've ever forgiven him for that. How long ago was this? Uh, I don't know, probably about 20 years ago now. For what it's worth, when I first met Dunadast, we had a long conversation. He explained a bit about where he came from, but he expressed that he's been trapped on this island for 20 years, that Sindor had a hand in manipulating him in his knowledge. What? What? I can't say I've known Dunadast for long, but the short time I did spend with him, he seemed filled with regret. I think that's starting to make more sense now. Tough hangs his head. So the entire time, I was without Dunadast, alone, on my own. It was because Sindor trapped him here? I believe so. Tuff takes the mug of coffee he was drinking and just throws it to the side. <sighs> Calm down, friend. We'll figure this out together. We'll take Sindor on. Together. Tuff takes a deep breath in and his shoulders shrug up and then rest down. Uh, now I just... I'm even more confused, Jules. I, I don't understand. Why would Sindor trap him here for 20 years, only to kill him yesterday? 
Was it to get this Arcanor? I also can't say I understand Sindor's motives. He's a complicated man. I'm just sorry that things ended the way they did. But tough. If there's any way I can help you find closure with your father, like you have here for me, and I'll gesture to the pistol, you let me know, okay? I'll tell you what you can do. Let's go get Dunadas killer. Aye. Sindor's gonna meet my lead, and yours too. And I pull out my gun and spin it around. I'll spin my gun. Spin off. Spin off. Spin off. <laughs> I spin mine again. <laughs> Smear off, spin off. I do a horizontal spin. I flip it up in the air and catch it. Ah, uh, you and spin your dang it. opposable thumbs. You can get an upgrade for that. It's readily available. Uh, yeah, last time I tried putting on a thumb, I lost a chip in my ear. But that's a different yeah, story. I remember that. Oh, you were there. I forgot. I was there for that. Anyways, are you going to shake my hand? Anyways, yeah, let's st- let's do the handshake thing. Okay, instead. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys <laughs> can just keep awkwardly spinning your pistol at each other <laughs> in the corner of the cabin. <laughs> you guys look over and see a bunch of plates being set down, filled with food at the same table where all the gear is sprawled out across. Hungry? Uh, you know me, Jules. The coffee does me well. And then I look around for where my mug went. Ah, crap. And then I go run over and pick it up. And I head over to where the coffee is, and maybe I'll even grab an extra mug or two, seeing Dax and Walt sitting at the table, and fill those up as well. Tough will walk over, kind of waddling, carrying these three mugs. Set one down in front of Walt's, and another down in front of Dax. Here, you'll, uh, you'll need the energy. Uh, thanks, thanks, Tough. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Tough, and, uh, Walt's will keep eating his meal. Slow down, Walt, you don't want a stomach egg. Oh, uh, his plate is empty now. <laughs> Another one gets set in front of you. Oh, let's get going. <laughs> I'll be eating and drinking coffee as well. So, Tough, uh, what is all this? Walk us through it. Well, I hope you all found your piles here. Waltzy seemed to have conveniently shoved mine to the side. Thank you for that. But I <laughs> feel it should be fairly obvious what belongs to who. All right. So, for you guys... Tough is going to be explaining this, but I'm going to take a moment to explain to the listeners what's all on this table and why they're getting so much stuff at once. <laughs> because as you guys probably know by the amount of rules we got wrong, that we just dived right into Pathfinder and we came from D&D where we just kind of like gave an item maybe at the end of an arc and didn't really care too much. And over time, we learned, you know, the treasure by party level table and all that stuff, and what Pathfinder expects you guys to be getting. And I'm sure you guys have realized I haven't given any loot (laughs) to these poor guys. So they're getting (laughs) a loot dump via this supply crate. So I'm going to read down the list of items. And this is going to catch them up to everything they should have had by this level, and they're getting it all at once for their big old battle. So we have four weapon potency runes, plus one, one soft landing rune, one returning rune, one bracelet of dashing, one perfect droplet spell heart, one crafter's eyepiece, one healer's gloves, two striking runes plus one, two emergency disguises, two lesser explosive mines, one instant spy, two ablative armor plating moderate, two lesser healing potions, one oil of mending, (laughs) one spell scroll for the enlarged spell, one climbing bolt, and two minor life shots. And I see as I'm reading on this list (laughs) that you guys have added pile of poop, bag of farts, crate of crap, (laughs) satchel of, I'm not reading that, Four piece chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want that. Can dibs, I have that? Dibs. This is no, why we, no, don't, this is why we mine, don't do the mine. thing on Patreon where like patrons get to submit items because I feel like this is what they would be. <laughs> or like NPC names. <laughs> four piece chicken <laughs> Four piece chicken nugget is what got me. That's four piece I chicken like nugget. We call dibs rather than just splitting the four amongst us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And... Tough gets done explaining this insane loot dump that you guys are getting, something you're probably desperate for, super excited about, and he tells you what all of these items do and what they're called. Like I said, I split them into individual piles designated for each and every one of you, organized perfectly. Hey, Waltz, let me get one of those uh, 
disguise kits. I think Jules and I could probably use one of those each, eh? Well, oh, yeah. hey. Good thinking, Dax. I'll take one hey, of those. Hey, last time I checked, only one of us almost fell to their death. Jules, let me get that uh, rune of... No, uh, no, no. What did I just say? Uh, oh, yeah, well, also, I think you should do that. I mean, I... That should be fine for me. I don't know. No, I don't it's not it. fine. It's organized. Yeah, uh, you guys remember when I threw my trident? Uh, perhaps this uh, returning rune would be. Okay, right. well, yeah, that's already in your pilot sure. situation. Yeah, you again. should. Hey, tough. He needs that. He needs okay, that. Yeah, yeah. I, that's yeah, why I put it that. there. You don't need to claim sure. something in your Hey, tough. You didn't get one thing right, though. Those gloves. Those hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah, I got them all right. That's the point. None of this was in the same pile. All right. So after some time bickering. Each of you have received a weapon potency rune. Jules has received the soft landing rune and the returning rune. Tuff has the bracelet of dashing. Jules has the perfect droplet spell heart. Tuff has the crafter's eye. Dax has the healer's gloves. The striking rune plus one has gone to Tuff and Dax because there's two of them. Dax and Jules each get an emergency disguise kit. Jules gets both explosive mines. Nice. Good for you, Jules. Tough gets the instant spy. You could have had used those on the ship when you're blowing it up. Uh, <laughs> right. Would have been nice. <laughs> Waltz gets the ablative <laughs> armor platings. Waltz and Jules each get a lesser healing potion. Waltz gets the oil of mending. Dax gets the enlarged spell scroll. Dax gets the climbing bolt. And Tough gets the life shots. Pew, pew. Good job, everyone. You too, Zach. Thank you. Thanks, Who gets the dog with anxiety? <laughs> we already uh, have a cat with anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ira walks in. All right, now that you guys have gotten that out of the way, what's the plan? She just folds her arms. Uh, I'm glad you asked. Maybe you guys will listen to me on this one at least. Go on. Well, I have the base of a plan, but maybe you guys can help me fill in some of the gaps. Let's hear it, Tough. Well, Sindor is pretty powerful. I don't think we can survive just a simple head-on collision with him. I think we have to try to use the advantage of stealth and ambush as much to our advantage as possible. Dexel kind of peek his head up with a sort of a weird look on his face and look to Jules and Waltz. Look, I'm not going to say he's wrong, but are we really going to let the guy who's never even seen Sindor come up with a plan on how to kill him? I mean, we just had to explain to him yesterday who Sindor even is. Well, excuse you. I don't see anyone else here more qualified to come up with something anything better. I may not have seen him, but I've certainly heard of him, and I saw what he did yesterday. Look, Duff, here's what I think. I think we can utilize some of the stuff that this mysterious company you say you work for delivered to us. Really handy. What if we use that enlarged spell on Waltz? He's got the armor, he's got the new shield. And then using this, Dax will reach into his bag, pulling out... The invisibility potion that he picked up leaving Scale Keep is one of the three potions. Dex's sense used the evening to figure out what those were. We can use it on Waltz in his enlarged state, make him invisible, easier to sneak. Maybe we can get the jump on Sindor that way. Hmm. I like where your head's at, Dex. Waltz, do I need to even ask if you're up for this? Whatever uh, you guys think is our best chance at taking him down. Yeah, I definitely don't hate that idea. Mostly because it sounds exactly like sneaking and ambushing. <laughs> Jules will, just to, before the tension can rise again, Jules will take uh, the pistol that Tuff just gave me and I'll set it on the table and put my hands together and say, I still have the ice round that Dunadas gave me. Ice round? Here, take a look. And I'll hand it over to him. Tuff will take his goggles and put them over his eyes and kind of inspect the pellet more closely. Ah, it's a type of munition, huh? Tuff, can you roll me a arcana check? I got a 13. Tuff, as you're looking at it, you once again marvel at Dunadas' creativity because you don't know exactly how you would do this, but you can tell he's used fragments of arcanate that he had and was able to get as much out of them as possible. You don't know how he could be so efficient with it, but you can tell that this is definitely his handiwork. Huh. Doing it ass, that son of a gun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, we can definitely use this to our advantage, and I like the idea of using the potion on Waltz. I still think we need something to get the jump on him. Do you have something in mind? I do. Again, it's just kind of the start of a plan here. 
I think we should still incorporate some of those other things, but I've got this instant spy here. Can record audio up to an hour's length. And Tuff will just kind of ruminate and kind of stroke around his chin, looking at all the items on the table, thinking hard to himself. Ira interjects, I don't understand. Are you planning on fighting him here at the orchard? Well, uh, we want to get the jump on him. I think that's the only way. So you're going to lure him here? Uh, He doesn't know we're here. Where would he be looking for us? I don't know. He knows you can't leave the island, at least not without taking a ship. The nodes obviously aren't active, so perhaps he'll be patrolling the coast. Work his way inward. He still has Drake Knights, right? He didn't kill all of them. I'm afraid not. Jules will reach in his pack, find the flare and pull it out, set it on the table. Could we use this? She looks at it. You can tell she knows what it is. I suppose so. Jules, I forgot all about that. I was going to use it before, and then he stops himself. I just, uh, never got the chance. Maybe now we can find some good use for it. She nods. Well, we'll need to be ready. He's not going to show up by himself. Ryu gave us some training. Whatever foot soldiers he brings, we'll do our best to help you with that. Leave the druid to us. Ira, thank you. Don't thank me yet. There's not many of us that could fight, and we don't know what Sindor's going to bring. I just wish we had more soldiers. And then she kind of hangs her head, and then looks up at you and says... But I can't thank all of you enough. With Dunadas gone and Karos being attacked, I've been doing my best to keep us together, but I'm sure glad you guys are here now. It's very comforting to have Digsby's crew here. It's good to be back, though it appears you've done a fine job. She gives one of those half-hearted smiles, trying to just look grateful, but you can tell she wishes she could have done more. I'll give her a little head nod. Assuring head nod, you know? For sure. One that says, hey, Ira... I understand you're going through it, but listen, nothing will perk your spirits up like a warm cup of Folgers. <laughs> she just walks off and goes and gets a cup of coffee <laughs> and comes back. She doesn't know why. She just felt compelled by the head nod. <laughs> so what about this uh, ambush plan of yours, Duff? Hmm. Waltz, can you toss me that instant spy from my pile? Waltz will grab it and throw it over to him. And Tuff will look at it and kind of twirl it between the fingers of his paws. I think I've got an idea. And you all lean in and discuss a plan. And after some time and some affirming nods from the party, per the usual, you all lean back out with an understanding of Tuff's plan. I think that might work. It's good to have you back, Tuff. I've missed that mind of yours. Heh. <laughs> Of course it'll work. It's my plan. So you all stand up from the table and start taking the gear that has been allocated to you and spend some time applying these runes, acquainting yourselves with these weapons, maybe even stepping outside to get a feel for them yourselves, test out the abilities. And after some time, can you all roll me a perception check? Hmm. Nat 20. Oh, uh, sure. And that one. Do we even need to roll? <laughs> that one. Let's get him out of the way now. <laughs> yeah. I got a Nat 23. But it being... Yeah, tough. You can't really focus on anything because you're really irritated by the way that Waltz applied his potency rune to his blade. It's like ah. not centered in the way that you would have done it, and it's just Come on, irritating man. you, even though you Don't spent just some jam time it showing him there. how to do it. Have a little bit of finesse. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? It's, uh, that's fine the way it is. Just let, uh, let me finish it. No, and I'll slap his hand. And Walt says you slap his hand. You hear some whispering over in the tree line. And you look over and you see two familiar friends. (gasps) You see a cat folk with a goblin on his shoulders. Just grab grab the lowest apples. Hold on. Give me a second. You keep moving. No, just grab a couple. We got to get out of here. Oh, come on. Uh, uh." And then they like (laughs) wobble back and forth and you see Gorm fall off of Whisk's shoulders. He's like, oh, you idiot. Uh, I'm just so hungry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gorm. Whisk oh, is at you. And you see them look over all shocked, thinking they were being all sneaky, stealing some apples from who knows who. Oh, whoa, wait. Com- Commander Waltz. Oh, my gosh. It's it's Commander Waltz. And you see him wave into the tree line, and a cluster of Drake Knights come out of the tree line with Dan in the front. He's here. He's over here. Yes. Waltz will walk through maybe like the field of tall grass and (laughs) 
<laughs> Pick up Gorm and spin around. Not the same tone, but at the end of Gladiator, a field like that where he walks through yeah. um, and sees all of his friends and walks up to them in the open grove. Glorm, whisk, it's ah, uh, great to see you guys. Oh, Dan, thank you for the shield. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Whoa, what happened to it? That doesn't look anything like the shield I gave you. Yeah, no, I uh, found a better one. Dang, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Commander Watts, what happened to you guys? Uh, I mean, you just blew a big old hole in the vault and you left. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, no, you're actually at, uh, I don't know if you know who uh, Digsby or Digsby's crew is, but uh, I'm actually Waltz of. Yeah, oh crap. These are Digsby's apples. Uh, he was a great friend of ours. Uh, what happened to him? Sindor got him killed. That guy's the worst. Yeah, it's like another Commander Krim or something. Gosh. Yeah, he tried no, to kill actually. Us. First thing he did when that... he landed was say, hey, any of these Drake Knights that were, you know, fighting for Commander Waltz, kill him. Yeah, so well, we fought our way out of there. It was it was nuts. Well, listen, I'm here with uh, the rest of Digsby's crew and the people of Karos. Uh, right now, we're trying to come up with a plan to take out Sindor. If you guys are willing, and uh, I don't want to ask too much, but we could really use your help in uh, taking him out. Are you kidding? I mean, we kind of have to, because Sindor's definitely going to kill us if he wins, because of the kind of the fact that we like totally let you lead us, even though like you had no credentials. Yeah, that was, in hindsight, that was pretty reckless of us. There was, like, no confirmation of, like, you joining the Drake Knights. <laughs> yeah, I thought no, you were uh, a good leader, Commander. Well, thank you. But uh, you guys have gotten away from that, and me and everybody here are going to fight it regardless. You guys have a choice. Uh, you don't have to do this. You could be free. You could have a second chance at life. But if you're willing to help, we'd gladly take it. Well, the only way we had a second chance is if we get off this island, which pretty much means we either need to kill Sindor or... Yeah, that, that that's it, Gorm. Yeah, 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 we pretty much have to kill Sindor, so yeah. That that works. And, and to be honest, serving you was the highlight of my career as a Drake Knight. Yeah, me too. Uh, it was kick-ass. Well, uh, <laughs> it's settled then, isn't it? Let's kill Sindor. Deal. Hey, guys, we're gonna kill Sindor. Some of the other Drake Knights were just, like, eating apples, like, what? <laughs> Hey, help yourself to all the apples here. They're delicious. Uh, hey, guys, and I'll call over to Digsby's crew and the people of Karos and motion them over to meet my friends. Ira runs out. Whoa, whoa, what, what are they doing here? And she draws her hatchet. These are, uh, not enemies. These are friends. Her eyes look at the Drake Knights and back at you. They're friends. All the Drake Knights have ever done is imprison us. Hey, chill out, lady. What's your problem? Oh, sorry, I, uh... Didn't explain that well enough, Ira. These aren't just my friends. They're my men. Wow. That's awesome. I've never had a commander say something so nice before. I don't even think I've ever had a commander, like, look me in the eye, honestly. <laughs> Dan's like, I have. I got yelled at a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they're your men, huh? So they're going to fight for us against Sindor, their master? Yeah. Her shoulders raise. You can see a lot of stress, but... She's thinking back to when she said that they could use more soldiers. Looks at you long and hard, basically judging your character as you're vouching for them, and then puts her hatched away. Very well. But if you're battling Sindor, then they're going to have to follow my orders during the fight. Oh, I uh, assure you, that won't be a problem. And I'll look to my soldiers and nod at them. You got it, boss. Yeah, uh, no problem. Yeah, sure, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Just uh, don't yell at Dan. He's been through a lot. She sighs and shakes her head, <laughs> knowing that she has been through a lot. <laughs> Fine, I'll take extra special care of Dan. <laughs> Dan's like picking his nose and then takes his finger out. He's like, oh, thanks, uh, ma'am. Dan, quit, Dan. Uh, quit picking your nose. I wasn't. <laughs> 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 all right all right goes all right well we're gonna have to get you guys patched up before you uh head into battle let's all go see toriel like, yeah okay yeah actually i'm really good at doing stitches shut up just let him do it you're so cocky about your stitches they start following ira off behind the cabin jules will pull waltz aside uh waltz are those two this the same from the cot yeah no uh yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I'd maybe keep them far away from Smith. I doubt he uh, would be too excited to see the two of them. Yeah, no, I think that'd uh, be best. Well, boys, looks like this is it. So I know Waltz will be thinking of how he doesn't really want this morning to end, how his dad told him that there's nothing glamorous about war, and now he's really understanding that, and all he can really think about is how he wants all this to be over with, and he'll respond to Jules, let's put an end to this. Tuff will walk up after hearing what Waltz had said and think too about how he wants to get back at Sindor for what he did to Dunadast and end everything here. And he'll say, yeah, everything should be in place. Dax, with a head hung pretty low, is going to walk up. Um, he's messing with his new dagger with the rune in it and everything. And it's all... Shiny knew he's maybe like strapping it on a piece of leather as he as he walks up. I can't wait to bury this in that tyrant. None of us chose to be here, but we were brought here for a reason. For the ones here, and for the ones that should be. For real. Dax will look to Tuff. For Dunadast. Tuff will look back and nod his head. And for, uh, that Digsby guy. Are you all ready? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll take the flare out and I'll point it at the sky. But before I shoot it off, I'll turn to Tuff. You know, Tuff, speaking of Digsby, whether you like it or not, you're part of the crew now. And then I'll fire the flare into the air. The stripe glows red. A flare is fired into the air, bursting over Digsby's orchard. And that is what will end Baby. It all comes together. Here, so and Crazy. Crazy. What? I gotta complain. Yeah, what is There's it? been something I've been yeah. meaning to say to you for the past two seconds now. What is and it? That is oh, yeah? Yeah, so. shut up. Because we're gonna talk about that in the downtime, which is for patrons. We're reacting to the most recent episode, which is this episode. This is the most recent episode that we're gonna record in our downtime. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna break all that stuff down. So if you wanna check that out, become a patron. And uh, thank you, Joel, for your editing. Thank you, Taryn, for your sound effects. Thank you, Adam, for your music. And thank you... Oh, wait. Thank you, Adam, for your art. And thank you, Ryan, for your music. And thank you, listener, for hanging out with us. We really, really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time, mortals. Nine damage once you apply the shield's effects. And Ow! (laughs) And that'll take us to... And that'll take us to... Ow, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Is everybody <laughs> done just saying ow? Is that... Are we still... Do it again. That was all one person. Ow, not, Was that all one person? Oh, my God. That many good voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>